welcome to Megan's Megacan. Hello! That's Megan. And, Yay! And I'm Conrad. <laughs> um, yeah, how are you, Megan? I'm okay. I'm okay. We've got two different Megacans today. What have we got? We've got um, a Bacardi and Cola. Okay. And a Lynchburg Lemonade made by Jack Daniels. That sounds amazing. Can I have that one or were you were you hoping to get that one? You can have that one. <laughs> Did you know that I was going to choose that one? Yeah, but this is the one that I discovered doesn't actually taste of rum. So I quite like it. Just tastes sweet. Oh, okay. I yeah. I like I like the ones that have got like a little bit of acidity. Right, okay. I'll so bear I like that the, in mind. I like the ginger they, one and, you know, lime, anything like that. They just had weird ones in the supermarket and that's about the third time that they've only had weird ones. So it's kind of good because it forces us to go beyond our comfort zone, I suppose. Yeah, which is always important. It is. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Oh, God. to wonder about yourself. Oh, that's delicious. Love it. That's... Jack Daniels. That's fine. Can Lynchburg. I taste your Lynchburg lemonade? Yeah. I wonder where Lynchburg is. It must be a place in America. It is, yeah. Um, just to fill you in while uh, Megan's oh. trying the Lynchburg. Oh, God, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> it was much more acidic than I thought. Oh, anyway, I like are we going to talk about something other than mega cans? Well, I wanted to um, just briefly introduce for new listeners, because I feel like we might have loads of new listeners now. Yeah. That... Um, <laughs> Billions. We're probably building up our, Coming our down with audience them. very quickly. Um, so we we drink a mega can each, and in that time it takes Megan to finish her mega can, I fill her in on the week in German politics. Yes. A uh, mega can, for those of you who don't know, is one of those like pre-mixed, it's probably clear from the conversation we just had, pre-mixed cocktail in a can. Um, and in Germany... They are 10% rather than the usual 5% because, yeah. politics aside, Germany, Germany is a glorious place to live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, 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 Germany has a, a different different attitudes to alcohol. Is that, I is did that see a man, say? I sort of wanted to talk about this because something I see quite often, um, like a like a, 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 a Bauarbeiter, somebody who's in like, Overalls, like he works on a building site, having a beer in the morning, and it's very, very common here. And mm. I just assumed they were all coming off the night shift, but I'm not actually sure that's true. No, they just wanted maybe they're having a pre-shift drink. Yeah. Do you think there's like maybe less stigma in Germany about drinking in public? Absolutely, and it's yeah. also illegal. We can't have that in Ireland because no, drinking in public is illegal in Ireland. Of course it is. Oh. Well, <laughs> I don't know why would that be. No, you can't. You've seen what we do just in <laughs> very heavily <laughs> licensed establishments. <laughs> um, okay. No, you can't drink in public. Um, I mean, obviously you can drink in public, but you can't really drink in public spaces like on the street or in parks and things, as far as I'm aware. Really? can't drink in a park uh, in Ireland. You can't uh, a guard, uh, a policeman, once confiscated half a bottle of vodka that I was swilling out of when I was about 20, yeah. standing on the street in Dublin, and I was really? incensed. He just, like, rolled down his window. 
like me getting a phone off someone in the classroom and it was just like no he just took it he's gonna drink it later that's what incensed me oh he confiscated that what they do they confiscate the drink I don't think I think if you're a very drunk 20 year old idiot standing in the street obviously drinking out of a bottle of vodka they will just take it away from you I remember when that rule came in in um, in Manchester, where I'm from, and my mum, who is German, went to a German a Christmas market, and she's about 75, and she went to a Christmas market and had a glue vine and took it out of the Christmas <gasps> market and walked her. She got stopped by a bobby. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake. And uh, she had to, like, give it up. She didn't even know about the rules. She was like, I'm 75. I don't see why I should... Oh, Don't exactly. see why it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, you can't have a glue vine in the street. But uh, anyway, yeah. Um, anyway, speaking of Germany <laughs> and German things, yeah. Uh, what, what have you heard of the Verfassungsschutz? Yes. Okay. Did you not explain to me what that was last week? I might have. Is gone, it yeah. the 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 the, um, the CIA? No. So it's obviously not the CIA. It's like the... Oh, wait, I remember. It's the people that make sure that um, people are behaving according to, like, constitution and stuff. Is that it? Yeah. It is officially <laughs> called the office... I'm slightly offended by how surprised you just were <laughs> there. Uh, no, well... Uh, oh, yeah. No, I was just trying to be positive. Yeah, okay. I was just trying to, like, exude positivity. No, um, the, the, yes, it's like a kind of internal version of the CIA. The CIA is yeah. like a foreign... Yes, what is the one? Homeland Security? Is that Something it is? like I don't know yeah. what it is in America. I think, I, to be honest, the I know... FBI, maybe, no. Anyway, the point is that, um, uh, the, yeah, it's like the FBI. It's like, a, right, it's, okay. inter- it's called the, off- in Germany, it's called the Office for the Protection of the Constitution. And, um... They, they basically their job is to spy on um, like extremist groups and to keep tabs on any groups that they consider possibly a danger to Germany's democratic values. I don't remember why I actually know what the Verfassungsschutz is. Okay. <laughs> and it's not because I've been listening. Well, I have been, obviously, but it features relatively heavily in the rather excellent, if completely ridiculous, drama Berlin Station. Oh. Um, which is. Yeah, worth watching. Cause I haven't seen it. Is they it do good? all about like a slightly. Uh, their second season is definitely like AfD inspired, and it's all about like neo Nazis and stuff. Okay, good. Well, then, then you know, then you feel then that's, that that is important. So uh, the head of the um, the federal version of the the Verfassungsschutz uh, is called Hans Georg Maaßen, and he's been in the news a lot this week, and he's been in the news a lot recently. Continue. <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> I feel like I maybe know who this man is. I, I feel like I'm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ringing bells. I can see that I'm like uh, sort of vaguely think. Anyway, he's a, he's been in the office since about 2012, and a week ago, a couple of weeks ago, he said um, he caused a lot of controversy by giving an interview to the Bild newspaper, where he said that the videos. Of the, um, the the violence in Chemnitz, especially the violence against foreigners in Chemnitz, were not conclusive, and that he said we have no evidence that any foreigners were actually targeted in Chemnitz on that Sunday after the guy was killed. The yeah. Sunday there was like these sort of pogrom-like scenes. It was always reported as pogrom-like scenes 
of like far right people running around the streets in the middle of the Stratfest, and there were a couple of videos that kind of went out in the uh, that went around showing like foreigners being beaten up in the street or being chased and, and kicked and stuff. And he and um, a lot of politicians like condemned this, and including Merkel, she condemned it. And um, and he just did this interview where he said like, "Well, I don't know if it's really real." And that is the similar position to what the AFD had. And up till now, he's often had a kind of he's often been doubted. <laughs> I just saw your face then. You look. You just saw, but there's so, videos, just, no. Yeah, I know, they're videos. Yeah, they are videos. But he says, like, how can we tell? You know, there's, he's, like, he's, like, obfuscating. He's, like, making things difficult. He's, like, making things legally difficult. And, so, um, wanker is what he's being, right? Yeah, he's being a bit of a wanker about it. And anyway, so that ha- so that happened, like, a week ago. And then everyone was like, well, he should... You know, people have been... More and more people have been calling on him to resign. Mm. A lot of the left-wing politicians, the Linker Party and the Green Party, have been calling on to resign now. And then, uh, early this week, it kind of the, the the ARD brought out a TV report saying that um, he'd met up with an AFD MP a few in the summer oh. and given him some figures. Like they discussed figures out of a, an internal report, which was about to be published. Which um, some people said, "Oh, he shouldn't have done that." Um, so that was a ma- that was like a big that was a big like it was a big bit of excitement that happened yesterday. That was a big bit of excitement, and they were all like, Whoa. "Oh, we shouldn't, uh, uh, you know, how can he stay in his job now when he's been given figures to the AFD?" Now there's a lot of context to this, which is that yeah, it's not actually that bad what he did because um, as the head of the professorships, you're supposed to meet with different MPs from different parties all the time. In fact, you, yeah. in fact, he says, and there was a statement from the, the BFR, BF, BFV, so I'm going to, that's the short for the professorships. Um, they said, well, yeah, but he met, like, he met, he, he met, he meets hundreds of MPs in six years, and, yeah. and, and, some, and he, sometimes he discusses the figures, and anyway, they're public figures. But, then someone else said, "Ah, but he also discussed the budget of the of the professorships, which is not supposed to discuss the budget of the professorships with MPs. That is against the rules." And um, so there's a lot, of th- but that all comes in the context of the fact that no one trusts the professorships anymore anyway, wow. because of you know the stuff that I told. You. Remember, I told you about the NSU. Yeah, the whole kind of. Um there was a big trial for some people who were basically neo-Nazis and then there was all this kind of... Yeah, well, they were terrorists. Yes, yeah, Yeah. well, yes, one one and the same. I'm not very good with these labels. (laughs) I'm just one of those drug people like, everyone is a Nazi and that just means you're terrible. Um, No, it's okay to call the NSU Nazis. Oh, yeah, they are. Like... (laughs) Because they're the National Socialist Underground. Yeah, they, I mean, that's, that's what. It's that's like, fine. Yeah, but I sort of assume that you know, in the in the Venn diagrams of Nazis and terrorists. Yeah. But then it all gets a bit murky. Anyway, uh, yeah. So they didn't do a very good job in investigating these um, murders that had taken place. Exactly. Is that it? Yeah. Um, and in fact, not only did they not do a good job, they protected all their informants they've all got they've got like informants in these scenes and they've got informants in the far right scene 
This sounds exactly like Berlin Station, apart from worse, because I bet everyone is not as attractive and ultimately doesn't (laughs) do the right thing. Oh, is that what happens in Berlin Station? Yeah, pretty much. The really hot people coming in, like, usually save the day. Okay. You know, you, you know... People turn out to have a heart of gold. Right. Everyone gets their just desserts, kind of. It's a ludicrous uh, show, but it is good. Yeah, I it's, it's, I mean, it's entertaining, you should. Okay. And it's got Nick Nazis in it? In the second season, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this it's is very a bit much like, that. like after. It was like produced around the time, actually, of the last sort of general election, and it's very. Um, I can't remember what their uh, the the fictional party that they've made up, but it's something like <laughs> Progress for Deutschland or something <laughs> like. It's basically they have to. Oh yeah, they do that a lot on German TV. Mm. They like change the name to like you know. But this is an American show, which I thought was quite interesting. Adolf Hilter. Yeah. Or something. It's not a German show. It's right, okay, yeah. It's definitely well, American, yeah. and one of the best bits about it, even with me, with my like lackluster German, is that a lot of um, these American actors, these American spies, are supposed to be in this Berlin office because they've somehow grown up bilingual. Hmm. And you hear them speaking German. You haven't lived until you hear Risa fans talk his fluent spy German. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I look forward to watching that and uh, feeling life flow into my body <laughs> when that happens oh, uh, God. anyway do you want to hear more about Hans Georg Marsen yes so is there more well that was basically all that happened this week they, they um, the, the then Merkel and Seehofer Horst Seehofer is uh, Marsen's boss he's Mar- Marsen's direct boss the interior minister yes and he's responsible for the passengers so he can ultimately <laughs> sack him but up till now <laughs> he's going to is he no he's not going to and he's the because he loves him probably <laughs> yeah they get on well I can imagine they do because they're <laughs> all racist white men in power yeah yay don't want to like you know be too reductive on this show try to like keep sorry no point. we're really trying not but, to be reductive so what can but, I change um, older yeah um ambiguous on issues of a, a, a race very anti-immigration white yeah. they are both white yeah. yes and they are dudes yeah right and there have been like suspicions about Hans Georg Maaßen all the time and it's well known that Seehofer is like trying to get the populist right wing vote in Bavaria there's going to be a yeah. big election in Bavaria next month by the way yes We've been talking about like that. That's why Seehofer is all. Like... Yeah. So there's that. That's very important. So, um, so they had they had a meeting. Merkel and Seehofer and the head of the SPD, Andrea Nahles, they uh, had a meeting yesterday where they were going to decide whether to sack Marsen or not, or whether or whether or not. And then they just decided well, we won't decide till next week, which is what like Merkel likes to do. You like. She is a cautious lady. She's a delayer. Mm. There was a famous Roman general who uh, famously defeated Hannibal by simply avoiding battle with him. Yeah. That is, that is what she does. I've forgotten his name. But it's like he's the, she's the delayer. She's the political delayer. Yeah. And she's, she's very good stupid, at that. Aren't you? No. And Hans Georg Martin is also not stupid. Um, but he's very good at like like saying things and finding a legal. He's a lawyer by training and he finds, yeah. always finds a legal argument to do something bad. <laughs> 
So, for example, yeah. there was the case of um, Murat Kurnaz, and going back to 2001 now, oh. he was a, um, a German Turk who was caught... By in 2001 by the Pakistani police in Pakistan and they sold him basically to the uh, US to the US and he ended up in Guantanamo Bay oh, and um, and he was spent years in, he spent years in Guantanamo, Guantanamo Bay and was tortured and everything and then uh, like Germany didn't want to take responsibility for him and, and Marson was the one who kind of came up with this thing where he said like ah but he's he's lost his uh, right to German citizenship or German residency because he spent more than six months abroad and well yeah he spent six months abroad because he, he didn't did he, he, did, he didn't have German citizenship he just had yeah he had like residency um so his his Alphantad he had an Alphantad skin in Yeah, you can't get to the Ausland of a hoder if you're in fucking Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. yeah. So he said that, and also um, other Hans Georg Maaßen history. 2016, Edward Snowden. He's the one who accused Maaßen when there was like a big discussion about whether they would try and give asylum to Edward Snowden in Germany. You know, there was like this big thing about whether he could get into a nick. I the, fully remember who the fuck Edward Snowden is. Okay. Or what he did. He's the NSA whistleblower. The American NSA whistleblower. The national. <laughs> I'm like trying to whisper on this. It's like my German N level oral. Can I write it down? Can <laughs> I write it down? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, who is no. he? National Security Agency in America. They NSA. He's the he's the the, the thing where he revealed like the, how much spying the NSA does all over the world. Right. Okay. Edward Snowden. He's now in exile in Russia. Terrible. Yeah. He's the one. There was a big thing about it. That Germany is one of the few countries that had a, an actual parliamentary inquiry. And about so, whether they would offer him. Well, and so the whole NSA scandal, like one, one whole NSA, like oh, what, okay. whether, like whether this was constitutional or not. You know, whether they could prosecute anyone. And mm. um, they wanted to have Edward Snowden testify. A lot of people wanted to have Edward Snowden testify in Germany, in front of the German, um, uh, you know, like parliament committee on this, and. Hans Georg Maaßen is the one who kind of helped the German German government didn't want this. Merkel's government definitely didn't want to have Snowden on their hands because you know they wanted to keep America as their best friend and they didn't want to like so. So it was it was Maaßen who came out with saying things like, "Oh, he might be a Russian agent and all this other stuff." Which right. um, so he's good at that. He's good at like giving. The, that's why he's valuable to the German government because he kind of gives them these excuses not to do things that are politically um, you know expedient mm-hmm. so that's okay. what Hans Gilmarsen does and so that's probably why they don't really want to sack him because he's useful because he's like a lawyer he's, he's, clever. Yeah. he's like a little clever weasel he's got little glasses oh he's got, he's got like he's got like tiny little glasses you know mm. like a like a yeah like the Gestapo in um, the type in, in, they in the Germans I don't make them in Germany anymore. The tiny little glasses. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. They couldn't possibly be selling them anywhere else. Yeah. Some, somehow they just stayed in fashion. Um. um in, so anyway, that is the. Uh, do you want to hear? That is the Hans Georg Maaßen news this week. Okay. Have you heard? So that we're going to have to find out next week whether they're going to sack him. Yeah, my prediction is not. Well, I think yeah. 
probably. This is the thing. If people really want to do things, they tend to do them, not go, hey, I'll see you in a week. (laughs) When everyone, you know, when everything's kind of calmed down. Yeah, it's like when someone invites you to something and you don't really want to go and you just say, oh, I'll see. Yeah. Yeah, like, we'll see was always the thing that we hated our mum saying to us because we were like, that just means the same as no. So I don't think they're going to fire him either. Yeah. Um, have you heard about the forest business this week? I have not heard about the forest business this week. I've been very busy this week. Have you? Oh, okay. So yeah. you might have missed this. Also, I've got a phone, so I don't get, like, updates. Um, yeah, like, okay. news. Okay. Things. So, um, a forest in uh, the Rhineland mm-hmm. is being is going to be completely cleared now. The, um, it's going to be cut down to make way for more coal uh, distribution. Not just coal. Uh, it's like the, the lignites. You know, it's like the worst kind of coal. It's like worse than coal because it takes up much more energy to get much less um, energy out of it. It's like really bad coal much more polluting than normal coal it's called lignite and there's a lot of it in Germany and some of it is under this forest in the Rhineland which is 12,000 years old the forest that is and uh, they decided this week it's been it's been a huge legal battle for like six years it's been occupied by I think these... I've heard about this and didn't ah. some amazing guy um, write a book probably like a, a forester guy and I think it was in German and I wish I could remember the name of it it's not completely magical and he he talks about these like ancient forests, like when forests are, are that old, they have this whole like communication system and they're just fucking They're like people. Yeah. They're like they're, yeah, they can like talk and they can, Yeah, like, they communicate. They can, yeah. So they're gonna cut them all down now in the next three years. They've already cut out some of it, but now it's gonna be completely cleared. And it's called the Hambacher Forst. And um But but what? But they, yeah, you might think, but what? Because Germany is supposed to be, like, leaving fossil fuels. But they, but it all came too late for the Hambacher Forest. Now, this was, like, a huge deal this week because um, this forest for the last six years has been occupied by some activists. They've been living in there for six, for six years. They've been, like, they're like Ewoks. They're amazing. They've built this whole, they've built tunnel systems. They've built... Um, uh, like tree houses, they live in the trees, they're Ewoks. And uh, they have all been, like this week, yesterday mainly, the police have just been like throwing them out. You know, like people have been like chaining themselves to trees and the police have been cutting them away and they've been like moving them away and it's like, uh, and um, yeah, it's really awful. I mean, it's really awful. Now they're just going to clear that forest. So they lost their final legal battle and uh, that forest is gone in the next few years. Just, uh, so that is that that what happened. Um, uh, I'm trying to find I, any I like I I don't really have any words for that. It's the problem with with it all this stuff is that you can't um like cuz things just take so long to get, get anywhere in Germany like decisions take so long to be made that like economic things like that where decisions have been made years ago like Germany like the, the, the whole Energiewende 
you know, like Germany made this big decision to get rid of fossil fuels. It just takes so long, and the, the bureaucracy is slow, so, so slow, and the energy companies are just so well lobbied up in the parliament that it takes them really. It's really hard for them to actually make decisions quickly. So things like that, things like this, are just going to happen. It's just like really bad. I. I, I... Yeah, I mean, I really try and maintain like a strong faith in humanity. But if we're gonna do shit like that, people are gonna like actually have that go through as a six-year legal battle, and they're gonna decide for this like grim coal. Then I don't know. Maybe we 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 one hundred percent deserve to be wiped out. And I never say that. <laughs> yeah. But then I also, it's not the vast majority of people who are making these decisions, but like, I, I, I do not know. I have trouble sleeping at night. You know, that 4am waking up going like, oh God, I said that thing to that student. Oh God, oh God, I've done this. Oh, I'm a terrible, you know. Mm. How do you sleep if you allowed yourself to to move against the 12,000-year-old forest. I don't know, maybe it's because our system favours psychopaths. I think it must do. Like, I do, you know, there's this, um, the, I can't remember his name, but the... the uh, Samoan premier who came out recently and was just like, if you do not really believe, you know, if your state premier does not believe in climate change, you need to put them in a mental institution. Yeah, well. And the thing is, it's not about belief. It's just like, and I think maybe that's what he was getting at. Like, if you have to be some kind of path, psycho or socio, to convince yourself that that's okay. Yeah. Oh, fuck, that really upset me. Anyway. Yeah, I watched a documentary on CNN or something where these fishermen in America were all were all going, yeah, like, we're losing all our livelihoods because the water keeps rising and then all the fish are dying and uh, we're not... Um, like, our homes are being drowned slowly. Yeah. And then they go, oh, but we all voted for Trump because how do we know if it's really man-made, you know? It's like... But then it's not... It's not... They, like, they think it's happening, but they don't believe it's man-made. Yeah, but the thing is that, that they're not the problem. The problem is Trump and everyone else who just lies. There's no way Trump doesn't believe in climate change. Yeah, I know. You couldn't be as stupid as he makes out to be and, like, fucking get dressed in the morning. Let alone, like, I find Twitter difficult to use. He seems to be fine at it. Oh, God. I feel like I've really depressed you now. That's just horrendous. I just keep thinking of this forest. I feel, I feel really bad. Like, what is wrong with us? What What judge? What? Um, I'm, what I'm frantically doing now is... Is uh, trying to find some kind of good news story. I'm trying, trying to find a funny story to end on. Find it. Oh... Uh, 
I've got like it's, it's a more positive story I don't know if it's really interesting though but um, <clears throat> oh I've still got quite a lot of booze left at least that's a plus yeah <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like someday I'm going to come in and you're going to tell me some story about how they've um, you know in addition to all the other crap that the German politicians have done this week they've like voted to you know you can't sell pre-mixed cocktails in a can at more than 5% alcohol <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to jump out your window <laughs> and we'd have to stop because that's the whole point of the of the podcast you couldn't get, is that we can you get drunk very quickly. cannot get through this on 5% that forest oh we oh god do you think that you know another thing about the the um, the mega cans? Do you think the five percent rule was because in the UK and Ireland they're classified as alco pops? Is that why? So they feel like they have to protect the youth um, by reducing the amount of alcohol in. Is that why? Maybe. I don't know. Do they taste different in Britain? I mm, don't know, I don't drink them so much in Britain because there's no point. Alright, uh, okay. Also, Marks and Spencer sells these um, plastic glasses of wine with a peel off top, so I just drink those. <laughs> <laughs> because it's brilliant. <laughs> you just, you just it drink them. It peels off the, like the top of like a. Yeah. Like a, yeah, like the yogurt. Like the top of a yogurt. Yeah. Is that um, why you drink them? Just of the pleasure of peeling off the top? Is that why you buy them? It's a glass. At, it, it's a beautiful thing. In fact... Is it for picnics or why do they do that? Is it, got, is it like picnics, shaped like a wine glass? It is a plastic wine glass filled right. with wine that you just peel the top off. Yeah. That is, yeah, that sounds good. They're good for picnics. Also, train journeys. Just basically anywhere where you're getting drunk casually I like the way that they're shaped like wine glasses because that gives you the uh, opportunity to still feel like you're very classy civilised this is a thing they're not just like in a tube or something (laughs) like a calippo it's like a drip oh okay cheers thank you Marks and Spencers has like marginally cheered me up but not much did you have another story no that was it really are you fucking kidding me? Uh, do you want another funny story? I saw one funny story. Is it German? Yeah. Right. Um, there was this guy who, uh, a, a triathlete, who was banned from an all, all-you-can-eat sushi restaurant for eating too much. <laughs> what? Uh, Yaroslav Bobrovsky. Good lad. Yaroslav? Yaroslav Bobrovsky. Yaroslav. Um, it, he was went to the all-you-can-eat sushi restaurant Running Sushi in Landshut, Bavaria. Former bodybuilder, age thirty. He ate close oh, to former bodybuilder, age thirty. Oh, <laughs> golly Moses! He ate close to one hundred plates of sushi, sending the restaurant into a state of alarm. I'm reading from the local here. Um, he eats for five people. That is not normal. Its owner told the Passauer Neue Presse. Oh man, that is that cheered you up? Mm-hmm. It has. Yeah, yeah. hundred plate. I mean, to be that's fair, the thing. You've got to be careful with these things, like all you can eat. You know, it is a risk. Someone's going to come <laughs> along and like take the absolute piss. 
<laughs> I like the way you're taking the restaurant side here. The res- responsible restaurant side. I think, you know... You, no, I don't. I think they should be better prepared. I think that... Yeah, I, th- I think there's... It was, you need um, to have a contingency plan for when, like, a... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Yaroslav. Bobrovsky. Of course his name was Yaroslav Bobrovsky. <laughs> he's I'm a triathlete. He's an athlete. So, you know, he has to eat a lot. Um, I don't know if he has to eat that much. I know people who do triathlons. <laughs> they haven't been kicked out of any sushi restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> he had 100 plates of sushi for a fixed price of €15.90. Euros. Oh, no, Yaroslav, that is completely <laughs> taking the piss. <laughs> yeah, I think he's doing well. He, um, you know, but I think that the restaurant has to factor that in because how many grannies go in and just have one bit of sushi that's true or you go in and I once again realise even though I quite like the idea of sushi because it's so pretty and healthy but actually I just think it tastes horrible so I don't eat very much oh. well they are you see see but this is why they need to have a thing they need to have like something in the freezer for Yaroslav and his ilk I think they fact. I think it's not fair that they've banned him from the restaurant because I think, I think they should have fa- factored that incredibly mean comments. I think aren't you supposed to get some kind of like medal and go up on a wall somewhere yeah exactly so what would happen if it wasn't in bloody Bavaria yeah if it was in America walls too full of crucifixes to put any pictures of Larry Yaroslav <laughs> probably that's what happened <laughs> I blame Horst Seehofer once again <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's probably why he's ha- what has happened there. Um, <laughs> is that they were looking on the wall and they thought, they thought, should we put a certificate up? And then they thought, oh, don't, we don't want to be too much like America. Because in America, they love that kind of thing, don't they? And Germans like, also hate being eating prizes. that they are like America. That's yeah. when they're rude to your face, when they don't even know you. Yeah. And they think it's, you know, well, would you prefer if I was just false and American and <laughs> fake and polite? I'm like, one <laughs> thousand percent yes that is what I would prefer yeah exactly Berliner schnauzers so uh, yeah anyway so phew rescued that podcast with a funny story at the end just about um thank you very much thank you guys have a lovely weekend